everybody and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 131. I'm one of your hosts. I go by the name Alexander Holland and as always, I'm sat digitally across from my number one pod brother. He's got to be the one called Sean Maloney. I woke up this morning and I made myself delicious coffee. I have a Bialetti mocha stovetop espresso mm. maker. Yep. But what I what I forgot is that last night I had cleaned out my kettle with citric acid. Okay, which means oh, no. so to get so to get rid of to get rid of the scale, I throw a little spoon of citric acid in there every month or so. Yeah, and so I had done that last night, boiled it in the kettle. Yeah, and then uh, I forgot, and then I've put that kettle then i've made my little espresso this morning i've topped it up with kettle water mm. and i'm getting a real citrus burst <laughs> in my coffee <laughs> oh, no. which is a weird combination and it made me think of you invented a new drink well this is the thing i would have said that i'd invented a new drink but yeah. it made as i was sipping it and going wow this extremely lemony taste and coffee is mm. not great to me it seems wrong <laughs> but it made me think of the first time ever heard of this drink which mm. again i thought maybe the same as you john i thought have i invented this and then i thought no 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 we all remember when axel foley went into the art gallery in beverly hills cop one <laughs> and he meet he meets bronson pinchot aka balky from perfect strangers who plays yeah the very camp uh employee at the gallery <laughs> And Axel is looking for an old friend yeah. who works, who runs the gallery, and and Balky. Let's just call him Balky. <laughs> Balky. <laughs> Bal- yeah, yeah. And Balky says to Aquel, Aquel Foley. He says, <laughs> he says, oh, I think he, Axel says, I'm looking for my friend. Is she here? And he goes, mm. and then he talks to another assistant under him. He goes, can you tell her that uh, yeah. the man here, Aquel, old friend of hers, Aquel <laughs> is here to see her. And then he gets stuck into him having his shirt open. Do, do this up. What are you doing? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then he says to Axel Foley, Eddie Murphy, <laughs> he says, do you want a little espresso? And he goes like, Axel goes like, no, I'm fine. And he goes, you sure do with a little lemon twist. It's lemon really nice. Twist. It's really nice. Yeah. And, and goes, I remember it. And then Axel goes, you ever sell any of this, these paintings? And he goes like, yeah. what about that one? And he goes, we sold it earlier for $40,000. And Axel goes, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. He goes, I can't, it's true. <laughs> I can't, it is true. <laughs> <laughs> and so Balky invented the espresso <laughs> with, <laughs> with the lemon twist. No, it's not true. I looked it up this morning and apparently it is a drink. They wow. think it comes from, it's called an espresso Romano. <laughs> comes from whatever which is made up Balkan country Balky was from. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, the Isle of Mipos. Isle of Mipos. Uh, yeah. It's, that's where he comes from, the Isle of Mipos. And yeah, so it says, uh, it's said on the internet that... 
I think it comes from Rome. It's called an espresso. There's some some dispute, yeah. but it's a shot of espresso served with a slice of lemon, and it's called an espresso romano. Wow. So yeah, that doesn't. I can't recommend it. I cannot recommend it. I'm, I'm I was too lazy to make my coffee again. Mm. So I'm drinking this weird citrus coffee. Yeah. But I am thinking of Balky, which I like. <laughs> That's a nice way to start the day. <laughs> Staring out the window, thinking of Balky as you enjoy your cup of joe. <laughs> it's for you, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like that. I mean, look, it's a young man. It sounds like a young man's game. It, at my stage of life, if I drink coffee with lemon in it, I'm going to have heartburn for the next week. <laughs> um, I can't be doing that. But... Uh, but there you go. When you were in your early 20s, you'd sometimes wake up and drink something, forgetting that in your drunken stupor you'd pissed in, yeah, you'd pissed that's in it. that's right. And now did. descaling <laughs> is the 40-something is the equivalent. I was in Bali last week and, you know, we've talked about a couple of things on the show in recent times. Maybe two weeks ago, we talked about writing and how uh, writing is a bit of a bucket list item of mine. We've also talked a little bit about Australian cinema on the podcast and the peaks and troughs of Australian cinema. And I watched a Australian film on the plane um, huh. or part of one. And I won't say which one because... I don't want to offend anyone who I might know or you might know uh, who might be involved in its production. But um, <laughs> it was a horror film and it wasn't Babadook, which I, which I recommend watching. That's good. But yeah. it was a kind of, you know, there's a bit of an emerging horror genre in the Australian film industry, which is cool. But uh, it was not very good and I actually... <laughs> Switched it off about maybe two thirds of the way through. I was like, I can't deal with this anymore. And I kept thinking back to watching One Perfect Day with you at Crown Casino in the early 2000s. Uh, yeah. Which was a. Maybe just, maybe, yeah, just explain to people what that was. I'll give you a bit of a recap. And it was because it suffered from some of the same defects. And One Perfect Day was about a DJ who was kind of a avant garde DJ. And was trying to, I mean, it was never properly explained, right? He was, yeah, it was an Australian film. It was an Australian film. He was trying to uh, kind of create this theatre production, which seemed to involve bringing actual homeless people on stage and making them <laughs> do stuff and then like beat mixing over the top of them, which is quite an offensive and stupid <laughs> idea. Anyway, it was trying to, pers- pers- it was trying to convey the fact that he was this kind of, uh, artistically gifted visionary kind of character. And then something happened where he, uh, accidentally took someone's drugs or came into possession of their drugs. And then he became the target of an evil drug dealer, uh, yeah. who had a ridiculous name that I can't remember. And, um, <laughs> but it just was full of kind of non sequiturs and bits of plot that sort of wheeled off and didn't go anywhere and, and people interacting in a way that they just never, ever would in real life and sort of characters that stop developing halfway through. And you're like, what the fuck happened with this guy's friend that was in the, it was like a kind of, you know, less catastrophic, but, but sort of, you know, similar defects to what people have identified in 
a movie like The Room. And this horror movie was a bit like that. I mean, I think sometimes in Australia we get so saturated with American cinema uh, that we kind of try to mimic it. And then you see people with Australian accents trying to kind of act American. Uh, and it okay. just doesn't come <clears throat> off as remotely authentic. And also, like, they're kind of dickhead actors in real life. So I just don't really, I just don't think that their level of human experience is sufficient. But anyway, leaving that all to one side, I switched it off. Um, but it got me thinking about, given my recent profession to have a uh, writer as a bucket list item, whether I might contribute something to the Australian uh, literary landscape or maybe screenwriting landscape, either by means of a novella or a screenplay, or maybe first mm. a novella, but then something that got turned into a screenplay. So I was looking around on the plane and then on the, at the airport when we landed in Melbourne for inspiration. <laughs> And I came up with a, with a little uh, outline, a skeleton, I suppose you'd call it, uh, which might form the basis of a pitch to, say, the South Australian Film Company or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, and it's, it's got two possible working titles. Maybe listeners can chime in and tell me which they like best. But first one is Pride Goes Before a Fiore Raven. And <laughs> the second one is The House of Herschel. Because I noticed that <laughs> I noticed that when you walk around airports nowadays, there's this kind of uh, intense unspoken competition between Fjolraven Kunken backpacks and bags and Herschel bags, and uh, and so and there. I mean, just to just to briefly um, give you a bit of background on that, Herschel is actually a Canadian company that only started in. I think 2009 or something around there. Wow. And, and they make, it's interesting because they make these bags that have a very vintage look to them. And you would think they're from sort of, you know, mid-century, mid-20th century scout camps or whatever. But that's apparently just a kind of aesthetic choice that they've made, that the brand itself is much more, uh, much more recent. Whereas Fjolraven is a Swedish brand and the Fjellraven Kanken is a um, is a bag that they there's kind of their flagship that was Just from the boxy bag the boxy bag exactly and that's from 1977 I think the brand itself Fjellraven started up in 1960. Uh, but I was thinking, well, what would happen if this rivalry would a you know spin out of control? And I ended up with something which was kind of in the spirit of Frank Herbert's Dune, which is currently midway through a two-part film. Uh, we've seen the first one with um, Zendaya and uh, that, that weedy prick, Timothy Chalamet. Um, and so the basic idea is Pride Goes Before a Fjallraven or House of Herschel. There's an emperor who I've called Crump Lord, which is a, a reference to Australian bag brand Crumpler, and he rules over Pac Romana, which is a a play on the phrase Pax Romana, which is, refers to the Roman Empire. And there's there's an immense wealth in the backpack trade, but the backpack trade depends on a steady supply of, uh, of, of vi Vinylon F, which is actually a real thing. It sounds like a made-up sci-fi product, but Vinylon F is the key ingredient in Fjolraven backpacks. So it, in my story, it would, it would take the place of the 
spice melange or whatever it's called in, in Dune. And the two groups vie for dominance. One is the ancient uh, clan Kankin, who is a kind of a dark, <laughs> mysterious outfit, sort of in the in the tradition of the, uh, for those who've watched Dune or read the book, in the tradition of the kind of Harkonnen uh, house. And then there's the noble house Herschel, which is a more recent, and I thought, well, they're more recent, they're Canadian, so they've got to be the goodies in any story. So it's Herschel versus Kankin. And of course, there'll be a classic Romeo and Juliet storyline at the center where you get, you know, maybe a young idealistic prince of House Herschel who is sent to an, is sent to Castle Clan Kankin as an emissary and he falls in love with the chieftain's daughter. And then there's all dramatic consequences. And you wait to see who will dominate the galaxy as, uh, as, uh, I guess, I guess, overlords of the <laughs> bag, Vinylon bag F. Bag manufacturers. Yeah. Overlords of the Vinylon F supply and therefore uh, <laughs> dominators in the, yeah, in the bag manufacturing trade. So I think it'd uh, be a nice bit of airport fiction, uh, which is inspired by airports. Who's buying all the bags? Mm. That's a good question. Look, there's like not... another pl- another planet that's dependent on them more. <clears throat> Must it's be a kind of in- it's a necessary interplanetary trade item. Yeah, I guess the other the other stock of characters in the Dune universe would be the Fremen. So maybe they would be kind of hipsters in my book who would just be addi- <laughs> addicted to bags and uh, and they have to they have to buy their bags from either Glenn Kankin or House Herschel. Uh, <laughs> so so um. Are you Al? Are you a are you a Herschel man or a Kanker man? I have I have one of I have one bag of each. Would you believe mm. I have a I have a Fjall Raven? I guess it, it's the traditional bum bag, but yeah. now everybody wears them around their chest mm. like a shoulder bag. Mm-hmm. And I have a Herschel backpack. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've dipped my toe into both nice. dynasties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got a Fjall Raven. Um, backpack, which I acquired only last year when I was in um, visiting uh, some friends of ours in London and then somebody stole my bag. Uh, Oh yeah, uh, that's right. And I had to buy it in a hurry in Edinburgh, Mm. but it's, uh, it's served me well. My, my Fjall Raven uh, bum bag slash fanny pack Mm. slash shoulder bag that I wear everywhere I had not worn one of these before and I wasn't sure if it would have the storage capacity that I wanted. So what ended up happening, I'm not sure I've mentioned this before. I actually bought a knockoff in Ukraine, Hmm. like in Odessa uh, about three years ago Hmm. for about two euro. Hmm. And, and then I, so I got a sense of what the form factor of the bag was going to be because because I bought a cheap knockoff that is like the exact same amount of storage. Wow. So I got to basically trial it yeah. for a week for a, a week to see, if, <laughs> to see if it fit all of my items. Wow. And then of course after a week it fell apart, but I yeah. just went straight to the internet and bought the real thing because I knew <laughs> that the colour suit I knew the colour suited me. Yeah. I knew that the capacity was right for me. I knew that it had the right amount of pockets. Yeah. The the one thing that it was missing was durability so yeah, it just sure. dissolved it just dissolved after a week but i went straight away and bought the real thing it was like those shoes that you talked about last week that uh the addy zeros Addy yeah. zeros you could wear addy zeros at a knockoff and then they just by the end you just have 
your bag and shoes will have just melted <laughs> off. It's one marathon worth I'm, of kit. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm all for a sort of revolution in uh, <laughs> in consumption where companies make product make make so they've got their flagship products, mm. but they'll make you a version that only lasts for like one or two uses, so you can get a sense of what it's like. Yeah, and then like when then when the iPhone 16 comes out, Apple can just do one that's got really <laughs> cheap like parts, ten bucks. Yeah, and lasts and lasts a day. Yeah, and then and then you can go. Yeah, I liked the feel of that. I'll get the real one. <laughs> That's a good idea. Like a temporary tattoo, but applied to all other goods. <laughs> uh, and it's kind of it's counterintuitive because people think fast fashion is a problem. We need to slow it down. Actually, we need to speed it up and yeah, uh, and just get to the point where I wear all heaps of cool clothes that cost me nothing. And after a night out, uh, they just melt off me and turn in, turn into microplastics and blow into the wind. <laughs> you would, and you would absolutely be the person who would forget that the clothes that the clothes that you'd chosen for your for your special night out were your, were your, <laughs> were your sample disposable clothes yeah. as you're in, as you're enjoying the evening out and getting more and more drunk. Just your clothes would just start melting off you, and everyone would go, "I think John's worn." <laughs> <laughs> when his sample clothes out. <laughs> just chatting to a girl and I look down and the crotch is just falling out of my pants. <laughs> just just slowly sitting there and because you've had too much to drink, not really noticing, but just like the sleeve of a jacket's fallen off. Or... I spill the beer on myself and then it just melts onto the ground. Your cat, like your cat peak, has just sort of fallen through, and you're wearing it around your neck. <laughs> watch is falling off. Your watch just falls off your wrist. You're just leaving like a trail of detritus. People go, "Oh, John, didn't you check the tags? You've worn your sample outfit out." That's great. I was saying to someone the other day that it would be nice to, because people, you know, the whole the whole story behind Cornish pasties. Yeah. Is that uh, people w- that that Cornish miners would bring them to work as a little carryable food parcel. So I was saying yeah. it would be nice if you could just bake your keys into your, into into a parcel and then eat them on your way home. Eat your, <laughs> eat your keys out of it, so you get a little drunk snack, and then it coincides. You get home, you get just pull your keys out, and off you go. Like a, like you could, you could before you go out, you bake your keys into a samosa. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then, and then you, you just pop in your handbag, and then when you're walking home, <laughs> so you don't lose your keys and you get a snack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Little homemade nutritious samosa. <laughs> <laughs> John, you were sending me YouTube screenshots this week, which brought my heart a lot of joy because I thought to myself, at last, John's always criticized me for watching these videos on YouTube. <laughs> and now he's addicted to them. Yeah. And what would those what would those videos be, John? Your classic one of the classic uh <laughs> non-pornographic but unhealthy um phenomena on YouTube, and that is uh 
chiropractic videos or <laughs> or crack vids, I like to call them. Chiro Chirocore. Yeah, Chirocore. <laughs> it started it started on YouTube and I assumed it was a pretty YouTube exclusive phenomenon, but of mm. course, like a lot of things, uh, it actually translates quite well to your TikTok, Instagram real style short form video. So I think I think a lot of the kids now are actually familiar with it because it's been popping up on those apps. It started on YouTube, mm, right. but now apparently yeah. it's massive on it's on massive tickers. on TikTok as well because yeah. I keep seeing I keep seeing people making videos going, "What the fuck is this stuff that's appearing on my for you page <laughs> on TikTok?" And for anyone for anyone that doesn't know, we might have mentioned this in passing because me and John are massive fans of any type of oddly satisfying <laughs> true. content yeah john, we've talked about the gush buzz gush videos buzz, before john watching yeah. drains become unclogged and we've talked and about this, asmr we had a whole episode <clears throat> talked about, about asmr yeah yeah uh and yeah so for anybody who doesn't know if you're on youtube mm. this thing started happening i think around 2016 17 18 where um People, I'm not, it might've happened in the same way that ASMR started where somebody maybe, somebody maybe, maybe uploaded a tutorial video that was meant for chiropractors to yeah. learn how to chiropractor. Yeah. And then all the, all the weird sickos like us found it <laughs> and went, oh, I, I don't know why, but I really enjoy watching this person being adjusted yeah. as they say in the chiropractor world. Yeah. And then suddenly the videos start getting... <laughs> an unexplainable amount of views and people are commenting going, I'm not a chiropractor. I don't have any interest in chiropractory. <laughs> I've got no use for this information, but. But I'm, there's, and I can't explain it to you, but I'm there's something going on that makes me like this. Suddenly I'm the views the start crunch. shooting. <laughs> for that, suddenly I got a taste for the crispiness. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so of course <clears throat> the data uh, the data drives what the data drives incentives, and sure. uh, so people started seeing that chiropractor videos were getting views, and so then actual chiropractors, yeah, started going. Well, <laughs> I'm just like I've just got my chiropractor practice. Yeah, people want to watch me do this on YouTube. I'll start a YouTube channel, mm. and so I think then what happened was initially you had chiropractors who would maybe just get their patients to come in. And I know one of them who I'll talk about in a minute, uh, Joseph Cipriano, who's massive. Right. In, he's famous. He's famous for that Y-strap, John, that you love oh, so yeah, much. yeah, the old ring digger. Joseph. Is that, yeah, what, the, <laughs> is that what it's called? I, think we'll get to the, I have the ring dinger in my notes. We'll yeah, get there okay. In a sec. <laughs> but... So I think basically, I think what happened was that chiropractors started telling their clients, "Look, I'll give you a discount." So in the fact, in Joseph Cipriano's uh, case, I yeah, read an article. Yeah. I could only. This is one of those great things where it was actually quite difficult to find actual articles about it. But I did find one Guardian article which mm. noticed this trend in 2020 of these chiropractor videos on YouTube blowing mm -hmm. up, and they spoke to Joseph Cipriano. <laughs> Um, and he was saying that he gives his clients a 50% discount if they give permission for the session to be recorded oh. and shared on public platforms. Mm -hmm. And of course, then what happens is people go, okay, 
which clients are performing better and it depends who you look at there are some <laughs> car there are some there are some chiropractors that just pick anyone they just yeah, go, I don't yeah. give a shit it's not about you i still get the views yeah if, if, if no matter what you look like age gender race it doesn't matter i'm bringing yeah. them all in and then there's quite a number of them that just went oh, hot no. young women yeah uh which there's there's, Why not there's several stimulate ca- two areas of my brain <laughs> <laughs> and then they and then they triple it up with a mukbang. They crack, <laughs> they crack a hot woman, and then they make her eat four hundred dollars worth of Burger your, King. Your in brain's a car. just glowing in all these weird areas <laughs> that you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> While she whispers in your ear. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. So yeah, so then around uh, the Joseph Cipriano's great case because the Guardian interviewed him. So Joseph Cipriano, he he actually started he started working in construction with his dad. Mm. Then the two thousand and eight financial crisis came along, and his dad said, "You need to do something that's recession proof because we are fucked from this recession, and so you mm. need to do something that's in the medical field." So he studied chiropractic. <clears throat> what do you call it? Chiro? Chiro-, Chiro- I don't know actually. Yeah, it could be chiropractic. It's not a, it's not a real thing anyway. No, so just, we can call it whatever we want. Yeah, crinkles. He studied yeah. crinkles and crinkles. he studied pops and cracks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Snap, crackle, popology. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then he was a chiropractor, like a normal chiropractor that isn't on YouTube. Mm. And then his sister and um, her husband, so his brother-in-law, said, "Dude, do you know that chiropractors are?" absolutely popping off no pun intended on (laughs) youtube yeah you should get into it and he's like what are you talking about i'm not gonna nobody wants to see me (laughs) and if you see joseph cipriano he's a fairly he's a fairly average he's a kind of what what would you say he's just a regular pretty regular looking guy yeah he's not not a movie star no and so he start he was like oh fine whatever so he started bringing his Cairo table to family picnics and stuff mm. and he'd just get his family and his wife who has appeared in many of his videos and she's called the community call her because his name is Joseph Cipriano so the community on YouTube call her Mama Sip <laughs> great and and so Mama Sip uh, started getting adjusted Mama he started Sip. putting his videos on YouTube and started getting fucking tons of views right and so now now he has like this full on <laughs> Amazing setup where, you know, they get quite expensive microphones so you can pick up all the intricacies of the pops and the cracks. Mm, yeah, this is this is a thing that I've observed in my brief, um, my flourishing addiction to to crack vids is, uh, <laughs> is that they mic up people's cracky areas so that you can yeah. really get every nuance of the crunch uh, in your ears, which I like. So you'll see them just kind of looks like a normal, looks like you're watching a, you know, you could be watching an instructional video, except that clamped to the back of their shirt, they've got this little tiny microphone. And then, yeah. he, goes, and then he goes, I'm just going to press down. And it kind of goes <laughs> right in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it that you think you like about them, John? Why do you think they're successful? Well, Why are people <clears throat> going? Because before YouTube, mm. there was no... It wasn't like it wasn't like skate videos where people knew you could go and get a, a VHS tape mm. of teenagers skating and you'd be like, Yeah, let's watch the skating video. It's not like you'd go down to Blockbuster and pick up a compilation of chiropractor crack videos. <laughs> this is one of these amazing things that's been discovered since the internet. Yeah. Like that's ASMR. True. I mean, I said to you, when I'm watching them, I feel like 
a monkey that's just uh because when i was in bali i went to this monkey forest and there were these monkeys just grooming each other without thinking of it i assume they were just like well i don't know why but i just get a yeah. kick out of this and that's what i feel like when i'm watching the crack vids i'm like i don't really understand what's happening here but i just am liking it and i can't explain it i mean there is something i always um I occasionally go to like an osteopath for my back and neck and I always look forward to the crack because it is just a very satisfying thing. So I think it is basically mirror neurons firing in my brain that are going, you're getting some kind of vicarious release from watching somebody else get a release and just imagining exactly. what it's like, you know? There's, um, they, it's, they share... They share a common thread with a lot of these oddly satisfying videos. And I would put in, we've spoken also about uh, cosmic barbers in mm. India and and barbering videos in general and massage ASMR videos where you watch somebody getting some kind of treatment. Yeah. And there's a kind of parental relationship almost between mm. the practitioner and the person. And it's almost like you, it's almost like you can indulge safely yeah. in this like... In this, in this, um, in this kind of care, parent exactly. and child fantasy this where you're being cared for, yeah, which yeah, is a lot of go, ASMR. Oh. Is people going because you don't? I don't want to be the. I don't want to be the person giving. I don't want to be the barber. I don't want to be the chiropractor. You no. want to be the patient. That's you true. Be the customer. Yeah, you do. And there's also a kind of element of uh, almost risk and suspense that comes into yes. it, which sort of adds to it because you know that the thing about having your back cracked or your neck is there's a split second where you go, <laughs> you might've <laughs> like severed my spinal cord, <laughs> but actually you've just made me feel good. And there's, so there's this kind of, Oh, oh no, it's all good, yeah, which I'm is fine. quite satisfying to watch. And then particularly when it's a kind of violent crunch, cause it's sort of like something that's right on the edge of pleasure and pain or something, which is also yeah. quite satisfying. But that's where the ring dinger is a great example because... <laughs> so what is the ring dinger? Well, basically what happens with the ring dinger is... Um, so this is, uh, I think, I, I'll just get his name up for you for, for so we can, so people can look him up. So... And the re the reason that the reason that we found out about the ring dinger is because this is a chiropractor YouTube channel, and this guy gets occasionally celebrities to come in and get <laughs> adjusted. And this the one that I saw was the uh, the kids will know Jack Harlow, oh. this modern hippity hopper. So Jack Harlow gets a ring dinger. Wow, no shit, I haven't seen that. Great, yeah, first class up in the ring dinger. <laughs> 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 he either gets he gets some kind of adjustment where he has to perform the ring dinger. But yeah, you can maybe explain to people, Josh. So this is this is the yeah. channel is called Advanced Chiropractic Relief. Okay, uh, and it's a one particular chiropractor <laughs> whose name is I can't see his name, Doctor Gregory Johnson from Advanced Chiropractic okay. Relief, and he is he's like trademarked the word ring. When you go to his page, he's got <laughs> ring dinger, and then he's got the little like copyright symbol yeah after, okay like, like trademark pat ringing a patent pending and uh <laughs> basically what it is um is a i'm not even sure you could could anyway i won't bore people with my views on intellectual property but uh but what it is is like a vice first of all that goes across your so there's a like imagine yourself lying on a on a stretcher uh or a kind of massage table 
and then somebody puts a pole, shoves a pole kind of fairly uh, deep into your um, area beneath your ribs into your abdomen, and then they uh-huh. and then they fix it into place, and then they do something on the other side. They put a pole on that side as well, and they fix that into place. So basically, you are wedged onto the massage table now via these this kind of vice like uh, system that's got you got your lower abdomen in a grip. And then they put this, um, uh, and it can take various forms. I've seen some, which are just kind of towels that look like somebody's <laughs> about to strangle you or, and or pull your head off or pull your head off. And some that look more like towel under the ch- towel under the chin. Yeah. Some are just towel under the chin. Sometimes people use a kind of bar thing, like they're going to try and garrote you or something, but then they, then, so imagine you, you've got this vice, which is keeping your fixing your torso in a particular place. Yeah. And then they put this towel, <clears throat> then they, they put this towel under your chin and then they just wrench the towel up so that you get like a full kind of traction through your back and into your neck. And I mean, I should say that as somebody who's uh, familiar with some of the downsides of spinal injury, <laughs> that you probably shouldn't, to, you probably should consult someone who knows what they're doing before having this pre- procedure done. But for the people concerned in these videos, obviously they don't show, although I I would be tempted to watch this too, would be ring dinger mishaps, but they tend to just show <laughs> people. Ring, ring dinger fail compilation. <laughs> just people, just people who, who are, uh, yeah, suddenly their eyes roll back. They've just, they've been rung dunged, but, um, um, but yeah, normally what happens is they just kind of look shocked for a minute and then they feel like a million bucks. And the, what I also love about the videos is the kind of, the, the kind of norms that have developed around the aesthetics of how they're presented and the language with which they're presented. So you'll get these amazing, maybe you've kind of thought about this as well, Al, but you'll get this amazing, um, kind of thumbnail art accompanying a lot of these videos <laughs> where people <laughs> just have the most kind of, it's like a Bollywood <laughs> film cover or something. They've got this like really exaggerated expressions where they're like, somebody's wrenching their neck and they're just kind of screaming. <laughs> and then they look really pleasured in the next flame frame <laughs> or, or there's just like a, there's like a kind of explosive, um, you know, explosive kind of lines going out from where their neck's cracking and you're just like, oh man, I've got to see this. And then the text will be like, is this the loudest crack ever? And then it'll be four, <laughs> four exclamation marks. And, <laughs> you know, the crack heard around the world. Uh, and uh, she was in agony for 50 years. Exactly. With back pa- yeah. 50 years of back pain released. Yeah. Ve- very emotional. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Exactly. A lifetime of trauma cracked away in milliseconds. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, then you watch and that's what happens. They get ring-dinged and, <laughs> and everything. Their lives just, I assume, are much better from that point on. <laughs> the, um, the, the Guardian video, <clears throat> sorry, the Guardian article said that one thing is, it's, it's quoted here, one thing is certain, all cracking videos follow the same narrative trajectory. Hmm. A person enters the room carrying pain or tension and leaves with relief. Mm. One YouTube chiropractor said that many people who watch the videos <laughs> later get in touch to say they have experienced pain relief themselves. 
So you could be just sitting mm. there watching people get rung dung for wow. a day. Put in, I think if you put in a solid eight-hour session of watching <laughs> YouTube ring dinger videos, <laughs> then you you can feel a little bit of ring dinger relief the best, yourself. The best one I saw, which was just today, and I sent you a little video of it, was like a, it's just gotten to this kind of absurd extent where, I mean, it, as you say, the origin was you would watch an instructional video and you'd just organically be waiting for bits where somebody gets cracked for therapeutic reasons. But now it's like a drug manufacturer that's just gone for higher and higher pur- purity. <laughs> you can just watch like the 400 <laughs> best releases and it's just like a fucking... It's like a, it's like a, In three minutes. Yeah, it's like a weird kind of slightly pornographic, just a, just a kind of unending <laughs> sequence of like... <laughs> And it's like, it's and people, good and people, people go, <laughs> it's so nuts. Uh, and, uh, and I did watch it, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, well, it's an interesting phenomenon because I'm not sure, I don't know that anyone fully understands what it's doing, but we just can't, we just can't get enough of it. But it is that kind of coming in in pain leaving in yeah. relief, you know. Yeah. It's uh you're living vicariously through the people in there and and they we lo- we as humans as we, we love tension and release. Doesn't mm. matter if it's movies, if it's music, we love to see something get real tense mm. and then oh, see and I then release. The thing that I was thinking was I'd love to I'd love to kind of ASMR up my legal practice. Now the problem is it's often <laughs> It's often like 12 or 18 months before between they're like coming in in pain, leaving in release. And it's a very, it's usually a very technical and word heavy process. But if you could just find a way to represent it in a neat 10 second clip, maybe you just chop together the kind of person coming into your office looking sad because they've got a legal problem. And then, and then, and then it's just you kind of writing a few things, maybe in the sort of exaggerated fashion of one of those cosmic barbers, you're like, you've got your quill pen out, you've got like a parchment and you're aggressively writing stuff down. And then it just cuts to them winning the case and throwing their hands in the air. And people are like, oh yeah, litigation. I could go in for some of that. It would be your, your clients would come in and you just go, yeah, just have to mic up your back. Like, Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. I'm experimenting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna send you just before we go. So the celebrities that I found getting Cairo treatment were Jack Harlow. Yeah. Ra- ra- rapper Kodak Black. He oh, was getting a bit wow. of Cairo. And I'm going to send you one now. I think this is a little bit of a sleeper hit because I think, I think the person who has done this celebrity crack he hasn't marketed this video, mm. and so it has way less views than than it otherwise might. I'm just going to send it to you, John. I just want to want you to see, tell me what's happening. <laughs> I think you're going to be real happy with this celebrity crack. Oh, yes, <laughs> so good. So, who does this look like, John? Maybe explain to the audience. Yeah, it looks like. Uh, your friend and mine, an internet sensation, DJ Khaled, who's a uh, subject of many memes and also does kind of look and carry himself like someone who needs a good back crack, to be honest with you. 
Uh, no, no just, just listen to this for a sec. That's already moving in there? Pretty good. That's a sign of just you do. You got a lot of compression on your back. Grinding hard. That's what happens, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> Grinding hard. He's been hustling too much. He's got compression from hustling too hard. <laughs> your disc, your disc has been hustled to the point of rupture. <laughs> you okay you with that? Relax? Huh? You want me to be relaxed? You want me, you want me to be relaxed? TJ Carlett is asking. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. He got him good. <laughs> Another one. Another one. <laughs> I think they need to introduce some of the theater of WWE, just like having <laughs> have the Kairos like stand on an elevated surface and then shoulder drop. I love I love this particular one because they've married ASMR chiropractory with with like DJ Khaled's hustle personality. And so <laughs> the the chiropractor is basically saying you're hustling so hard that we need to, this is just what happens mm. that you, you'll start to get a little bit of spinal compression because <laughs> you're just making too many moves in business. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then Carla just comes in and is like, yeah, he's yeah. Got, he's got a, <clears throat> I've been, I've been winning too much. This is the cost of winning. Exactly. And then he's he like just... cracks the, the tension out. He's getting that bag so much that he's done his thoracic. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cracks and Facts with DJ Khaled and Dr. Zev Melman. Now that yeah, sounds check it like... Out. Check it out, everybody. <laughs> sounds like a trustworthy source. <laughs> if you... <laughs> Don't worry about... If you've got friends coming around and one of them <laughs> says, oh, you've never seen Taxi Driver, let's watch Taxi Driver. Yeah. I say, you want to look up Cracks and just go, to the, just go to YouTube, look up Cracks and Facts with DJ Khaled and Dr. Zev Melman. <laughs> And doc, also, I think Dr. Zev is also the one that cracked Kodak Black. So he's wow. just cracking rappers. He's rap cracking. <laughs> Back with another one of those rap cracking vids. Back with another one of those rap crack. These, it's so funny. He's got, he's got really low views. I don't know what's going on. So the Kodak Black one is from three days ago and yeah. it only has 600. It's under 1,000 views. Wow. Kodak Black's one of the biggest rappers in the world. So he's managing to get the rappers in. Is there but a come on guys? There's an interesting we need to su- demographic support Dr. Zev. There's an interesting attempt to marry pretty disparate <laughs> demographics there, right? Just like people who get cathartic pleasure from cracks and then people who are, you know, maybe in the projects or something who like listen to yeah. the Kodak Black. They're like, I don't it's, it's I don't need I didn't have the kind of you know, cotton wool upbringing that makes me get catharsis from having someone's neck cracked. I can't relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) Has Brendan Fraser been cracked? Because he would be. (laughs) Talk about an emotional release. Yeah, that would be an emotional release for the ages, wouldn't it? Oh my God. You'd need to, you need to get a mop out after the release. (laughs) The amount of, the amount of tears that would come out of Brendan Fraser's <laughs> wobbly body. They should have done a, a they should have done a, a whale cross promotion where they get him in in the suit and then they <laughs> nude and then they say to promote the whale we've we've got we've got Dr. Joseph Cipriano <laughs> adjusting <laughs> Brendan Fraser in the fat suit from the whale. <laughs> Or maybe um, just get Chris Rock and Will Smith on adjacent tables and then just have them crack it out. Crack out the tension. <laughs> <laughs>